0: Hi guys, my name is Luca. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Index Health and I'm here with my co-founder Chris.
1: Hey, good morning everybody, uh, Dr. Crystal May. Um, I'm excited to, to take part in an Ask Me Anything session today where Luca will be posing some questions. Uh, and, and the specifics of the topic we're talking about today is actually related to some prevention uh, topics. So I'm excited to go through it with you.
0: Sounds good. And these questions are coming from, uh, from our patients. Um, as well as people who just write to us, so so these are questions that you can also submit um, towards the end. You you can also submit on the on the Google Sheets form and uh, and and ask any question that that we'll address uh, next time around. So as Dr. Chris mentioned, we'll be speaking about prevention, and so I'll start off with kind of a general one that that kind of a reoccurring question, which is, how can I find out what disease I'm susceptible to in the coming years?
1: Sure, it's a great great question, such an important one. Uh, We're at an exciting point in medicine, um, where we've got so much information and so much data coming in that really um, ties into specific disease uh, risks. Um, And so, you know, I think the 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 top priority for individuals is, you know, number one, to get with a, a physician or a team that's able to help them understand where they're at from a risk standpoint, first and foremost. Uh, but obviously that's not the gold star. You know, what sure. really the gold star here is is we want to be able to help people not just understand where they're at, but obviously also how to decrease those risks. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's it's a very exciting time in medicine.
0: Can can you give me an example of like, you know, what what would you do? You know, if, if I'm coming in and I have a history of, let's say Alzheimer's or some sort of dementia, like what what's the process for you guys to figure out like yes, this is a risk and like here's what to do about it.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it we'll speci- specifically, you know, speak to that. Obviously, um, Dr. Dale Bredesen's research uh, is is incredibly uh, compelling and 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 inspiring uh, because you know, for that particular diagnosis of dementia and Alzheimer's uh, type, you know, previously, if you were given that diagnosis, unfortunately, it was uh, one that was uh, absent of any hope. Unfortunately, you know, there was you were given a prescription prescriptions don't typically offer a lot of benefit for most people. And so it was unfortunately just a tragic steady decline. Um, what his research has offered us is really incredible insight to be able to understand, you know, the, the at least 36 different underlying things that can, uh, you know, push an individual towards developing a dementia. So the idea being instead of, you know, this monotherapy, take one single prescription and, and that it should, you know, one prescription, uh, treats one disease it's it, it, unfortunately it, obviously we, we've we seen the results and they're not good and so these this he's ident- identified at least 36 different things that we can focus on that are all contributors to eventually developing the disease and so the idea is focusing on all those things optimizing those things and really rolling them back you know um and so it, what would be it, an example yeah. of that like what are what are like top
0: three things would it be like inflammation <clears throat> toxicity like like what is that? You know, what should I be aware of as somebody who's, you know, who's susceptible to to getting some sort of dementia?
1: Yeah, sure. It's great. Um, So, you know, one of the the main things uh, we see associated, well, first of all, he's identified six different subtypes. Um, uh, One of those subtypes, as you alluded to, is related to toxicity. Um, Some people uh, deal with uh, mold exposures that they were never aware of. Uh, some people are dealing with chronic infections that have uh, never been treated. Um, uh, certainly insulin uh, sensitivity or insulin resistance in this case uh, is a big factor in this because obviously the you know we, we, we need that insulin responsiveness um, for for all of our organs and, and our tissues to to really operate in an optimal fashion. Um, and, and sure, uh, inflammation is a key element uh, to that as well. And I would also mention a fourth one, which is which is common that we see is is what's called trophic uh, type of things, which is basically related to to hormones, um, and and an insufficiency of hormones or or suboptimal uh, status of hormones can also contribute.
0: So so basically, if I have diabetes type two, then which is you know I'm, I'm insulin resistant, right? And then I have, mm-hmm. you know, other problems with inflammation as well, which is usually common with diabetics, right? So does that immediately increase my chance of, of having dementia, or even being overweight for that for that matter?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it, it is quite complicated, of course. You know, again, at least sure, thirty six, sure. uh, but but no doubt that's part of the puzzle. Um, and, and and you know, if if you were somebody who was starting to develop some cognitive symptoms. Or if you were just somebody that said, "Listen, I have a family history, and, and I really want to plan for this. What should I be looking at?" Um, no doubt, if if you you already have developed insulin resistance, we we've got you know a source of inflammation, abnormal inflammation. Th- those would want to be you know those would be top priorities for you to to really uh, to really improve.
0: Yeah, understood. Okay, yeah. And, and can you can you elaborate a bit more on on what what does exactly inflammation mean? I know it's um, a sure. common question. That yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, so inflammation, of course, comes from a variety of different sources, Um, you know, chronic infections, obviously, you know, I mentioned previously, that would be one of them, Uh, we see a lot of people who have um, gut health issues. Um, And so those gut health issues, uh, you know, whether it's what's called dysbiosis, or kind of abnormal, you know, neighbors in the neighborhood, you don't particularly want. Um, you know, addressing those often we see with inflammatory markers that we typically look at will actually improve, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of like, like an investigator or, you know, a detective in a lot of ways, the, the way we operate within functional medicine, you know, because once we identify that somebody does in fact have, uh, you know, significantly elevated inflammatory markers, that's kind of when the, the work starts, right, because we need to figure out the why. Uh, part of it. You know, again, I mentioned mold, I mentioned infections, I mentioned, you know, gut issues. And so it's really digging in, finding, you know, figuring out the root cause or root causes, uh, addressing those things. And, and then, you know, it's always exciting and, and a lot of fun to see the inflammatory markers come down uh, as we resolve those things.
0: So uh, so when since we spoke, since we're speaking about prevention and all, how does how does food impact my my ability to to prevent a certain d- disease
1: sure i mean <laughs> food is it, it is integral. common question here uh, yeah yeah sure it, it, you know <laughs> it's it's um, it, it, it arguably is the most important part of of the puzzle i, I would yeah. say it, it it is right because um you know food is is medicine right uh, you know, in the sense of we we, we have uh, so many members who you know were on medications. Uh, they get on a proper nutrition plan, and they find that they're able to 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 decrease substantially or even discontinue their medications. So so food is medicine, no doubt. Uh, food is information, right? Food food is you know the nutrients, the vital nutrients that that were provided from food are uh, you know obviously involved in the countless different enzymatic reactions that our body carries out you know to, to really maintain an optimal health um, status so so yeah our you know our, our team at, at index of course you know our certified nutrition specialist you know is really master's level training uh, and they're just incredible at what they do and they are uh, again arguably the most important part of the team because getting that that person a proper nutrition plan that suits them well um it really pays just enormous dividends it doesn't happen snap of a finger of course but uh, absolutely over time incredibly vital
0: sure yeah. and 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 so speaking of food which which often relates to you know heart health and uh which is if not the most common uh disease heart disease in in america um how does that tie in with you know the differences between you know somebody who may get or essentially when looking at it from a prevention perspective if i want to prevent you know, getting dementia, am I also preventing heart disease in the meantime? Or, you know, how, how do the how do the two things tie in essentially?
1: Sure. Yeah, there, there's definitely huge overlaps uh, between the two conditions um, in, in the sense of, uh, sure, you, you look at, you know, insulin resistance aspect of things which we discussed uh, clearly is, is part of the development process of, of, you know, how somebody or what's involved when somebody starts to develop a blockage in an artery, whether it be the heart or, or you know, brain yeah. uh, artery as well. Um, the other aspects we look at, um, per, perhaps a, a little bit more heavily, a little bit more uh, more of a priority when you're talking about heart health versus brain health, is going to be the, the lipid uh, markers. Um, unfortunately, when people go for their annual physical examinations, it typically will involve a basic lipid panel, which when I was in medical school, they, they told us we, we need to know Total cholesterol, and we need to know LDL. Um, and so, with that understanding, as I I was an emergency physician for 13 years, and we, we would have patients come in who were having heart attacks, active True. blockages of the arteries. And I was always interested to follow their hospital course and and see, and part of the hospital course would involve doing a basic lipid panel. And I would see time and time again, this was so confusing to me, that people would have a quote unquote normal lipid panel, and wow. Yeah. yeah, so so what 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 we see, which obviously clearly doesn't compute with what I was taught in medical school, um, and, and fast forward now, we've got uh, so much uh, abundance of data that has shown us that the statistic actually is uh, mind boggling—that uh, fifty percent of people who have blockages of arteries or heart attacks or strokes have normal lipid panels. So 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 obviously it doesn't tell the whole story. So when we're talking but, about but that's heart-
0: crazy. But, but why why is that? So if I'm going to the doctor, getting my yearly, and the doctor saying everything's all right, um, and then you know I, I come up with a heart
1: attack in <laughs> in a month from now, what why is that? Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate, but the, the unfortunate truth, you know, in that, and that and it just speaks to sort of uh, ma- making sure that an individual has that proper understanding of their risk, sure. and, and that that understanding of that risk is rooted in the right information, right? That that yeah. that's so important. Um, and, and so, what we what what we've come to realize now through more, you know more recent evidence and, and publications is that you, you really ought to be looking in a lot more detail related to to the lipid parameters specifically. Uh, a lot of the things that we look at related to what type of LDL molecules are present or, or particles sure. uh, are present. Are they the tiny ones? Are they the dense ones? Are they the oxidized ones? Or, you know, are they are they the ones that basically are going to start that are high risk to start the process of developing that plaque in the artery? You know, so I just uh, I, I always I always feel so unfortunate on behalf of the individuals we, we take care of when when, you know, again, if they've had a history of heart disease. But nobody's ever looked at this because it, unfortunately, it's just an incomplete um, picture is is really what it ends up being. And
0: so what foods should I, should I be, you know, maybe top three foods I should be avoiding and maybe top three that I should always be eating to, to have a healthy heart?
1: Yeah, so... You know, quite honestly, that 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 looks completely different for for everybody, and, and okay. uh, some of that is rooted in genomics. Some of that is rooted um, in in their current comorbidities. You know, their current uh, 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 coexisting diagnoses. Of obviously, diabetes. You know, you're going to okay. want to plan a, a bit different. I I think it. You know, I would summarize as a whole, just kind of a, a, a as as a, as a, as an overarching theme. If if you have heart disease, certainly you're going to want to be prioritizing an anti-inflammatory diet that's clear okay. um and and you're also gonna you know so uh, uh, not to dive into too much detail related to that but but you know there, there are foods that um, are, are known to be more inflammatory in nature right Just think about like you know fried foods or fast foods yeah. or you, you know if it, it kind of uh, ultra processed guilty foods,
0: pleasures yeah the
1: the the, the mm-hmm. stuff that you know is is is, you know for some people just love 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 obviously the taste you know they they make it that way on purpose you know so but sure the things that you know i think we all kind of know maybe this isn't the best thing for me but wow it's really delicious um and obviously and somebody who's got heart disease or is at high risk for heart disease just becomes obviously a more of a a priority and and more of a you know maybe stay away or if you eat it you know it's got to be quite infrequent um and and then if you shift towards the the to-dos you know, you, you're, you're really going to look at phytonutrient-dense foods. So, so eating the colors of the rainbow is so important. Uh, consuming fiber uh, is so important. Now, obviously, that com- tends to come from fruits and vegetables. Um, and, and, and we as a nation in, in America are, are incredibly deficient in fiber. You know, the average, uh, the this, this statistic I've seen is average consumption of fiber in American is around 13 grams uh, total which is is incredibly low you know we aim for 30 sometimes even 50 you know so so um so so fiber uh and colors and um you, you know and 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 really high quality uh, fats and oils is another priority as well you know so so again the more that you think about more omega-3s and versus omega-6s is, you know anti-inflammatory versus inflammatory so uh obviously it's it's difficult to make that that top three uh list of, of each sure. one but i i think if we could we could summarize it it would probably look something along those lines but again it looks different for everybody
0: Sure. And second to last question, if, you know, if I'm going to a wedding, I'm going to a birthday party, something like that, I have a bit of cake, I have a pizza and stuff like that. How bad is that in reality? And how can I balance that out?
1: Um, Yeah, listen, you know, I don't think in functional medicine, our goal isn't necessarily this massive, massive overhaul. You know, we want to meet people where they're at. And, and encourage them, and 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 give them that right information, and and kind of nudge them. Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> this is this is a constantly ongoing process. And so, you know, I'll just use a kind of an extreme example. You know, here's yeah. so somebody who 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 eats fast food, you know, three three four or five times a week, and 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 you know, somebody tells you, hey, you need to go, you know, organic. Uh, you know paleo or vegan or something like that (laughs) you're just you're going to fail right the the failure rate you know and and people get frustrated and they get you know it's just they they drop out and then you know they don't make the progress that you know we're really hoping for and so the idea is is not this you're here and and now we want to go away over here but but rather it's you know okay this is where we're starting let's let's inch towards some progress. Let's, let's sure. grow our understanding, you know? So, uh, so, you know, you're, you're gonna have some pizza every now and again, you you know, you're gonna have some cake every now and again, uh, assuming you don't have any, you know, serious gluten allergies or, or sure, issues sure. or celiac or anything along those lines. Uh, you gotta live your life and enjoy your life. I think it's important, uh, but, uh, but certainly nudging, you know, towards continual growth of, 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 of optimization of health is, you know, that's sure. what we're, that's what we do. So.
0: Sure. And the last question, kind of a, a fast, fast shooting one is what, what are two or three books that you'd recommend for, you know, prevention and longevity?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, uh, D- Dale Bredesen's uh, most recent book that just came out actually last month um, called it's called The First Survivors of Alzheimer's. Uh, incredibly impactful um, because it's written by patients of his who had been diagnosed with cognitive decline you know their brain health was sure. was was pushing towards uh, you know dementia alzheimer's type yeah. um and to, so to to have them go through his protocol and improve their cognition is is unheard of first of sure. all let's, let's yeah. just start there it's absolutely unheard of but to, to have them writing about their experience of going through it and what their life looks like now um and, and how hope has been restored incredible absolutely incredible sure um I, I also love uh, dr. Mark Hyman's book uh, food what the heck should I eat because it gives people you know an approachable uh, description of you know exactly that what the heck should I sure. be eating kind of yeah. what you talked about you know so it it, 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 it it really is um so the, those two um, certainly are, are, are towards uh, the, the top and there's also another book that, called the blue zones which kind of just gives the um, what the blue, blue zones, the, the blue, blue, blue zones. zones. Okay. Yeah. So it gives a, a basically a description of, you know, the the groups of people who um, have had the uh, a history of the, 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 you know, the greatest longevity, basically, and sure. it kind of character gives some characteristics of, of some of the things that, you know, that are involved in their, their lifestyle elements.
0: Um, wow. I never heard of that book, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The first two I'm familiar with definitely, but, but the the third one I, that's actually very very interesting
1: yeah mm, yeah, yeah. yeah sure yeah. and actually sorry I, I lied i got one more for you, which is yeah, um, go it, yeah. yeah which, which uh, a book called the body keeps score um which mm-hmm. is a very very important book uh, because it it's it's really it relates to our our, our mental health um uh, traumatic mm-hmm. events that may have occurred throughout our lives and, and childhoods specifically and, and how that can impact our um, our, our health long term and, and so you know, re, re, it's um, it, it gives really insight into how you can address you know these things. There's something called adverse childhood events uh, score. And so if you've got an elevated adverse childhood events score, um, there's clear indications that that ties to certain long-term health outcomes and and certain uh, mental health um, uh, complications, or, or I should say, um, you, you know, uh, comorbidities. Um, and so it, it just really highlights the need for people who have had that um, to, to really make it a focus and a priority as part of, you know, a, a more of a compre- obviously, an entire comprehensive plan that's the nutrition and, you know, and, yeah. and, and the lifestyle elements. But focusing on that is it, for some people is really key to actually unlocking the progress related to their their, their long term health outcomes.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, thanks a lot, Dr. Chris. Yeah. Um, the for the ask me anything um we'll see what what our what our patients ask us next time and then we'll we'll cover those topics as well so uh thanks for listening guys